if it doesn't feel right, probably isn't right. And yeah. trust you, trust your gut. And I wish I'd done that again now to go and trust my gut. So make sure you request everything, check through everything. We didn't request our notes till further on. And there were discrepancies in our notes that we found. That entry point then didn't sit right. It still doesn't sit right. Yeah. And it's part of our reasons we're forming this, this inquest. Hello, everybody. And welcome along to the Still Parents podcast. We are live from Mill Street Studios. It is Sunday evening, the something near the start of September. What are we on? It's my birthday month. I should know this as well. Fourth, mate. Is it fourth? fourth? Yeah, fourth. Right, here we are anyway. Welcome along. I'm Dan. Evening, Ryan. How are you, mate? I'm all right. Thanks, sexy. Right, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You've been planning that. There's a story behind that, isn't there, Dan? The reason why Ryan just referred to me with that S word, which is also a mistaken word to use in reference to me, is the fact that I... You know when you forward a message to somebody, right? And we were having a, and this is the God's honest truth, a technical chat (laughs) about the new Still Parents podcast studio, which is currently mid-build, right? Correct. And we were then talking about going on to the Lorraine Kelly show, which we went on last week, and we will talk about in further detail later. Correct. My wife works in television, and she is a producer, so she sent me a message just with a couple of, like, you know, like a pep talk, because that was pretty much a few days before going, oh, my shit, oh, my shit, oh, my shit, oh, my shit. (laughs) (laughs) So to calm me down with a couple of, you know, how it might go. And at the end, to big up my uh, ego, make me feel good, she said, and that, that's pretty much it. She did, and then she said, uh, is, is that okay, sexy? So I forwarded it to Ryan, and I didn't remember that that part was on the bottom <laughs> of the message. And you send it, and the next thing, Ryan's messaging me back saying, anything you like, sexy. <laughs> I'm like, okay, my first thought was, oh, Ryan's, because it was a Saturday night, Ryan's had a few. <laughs> and then I read the message back, and I was like, that's it. So that's all I've heard off Ryan. We did the wolf run yesterday. That's all he was saying for, for 10 kilometres around it. It was, mate, it was. You'll never live that one down. So evening. Anyway, I hope you're all well. I'm Dan. I'm here with uh, Ryan and with Matt Whitehouse. Matt, evening. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Matt's had quite the journey, even getting here to the studio, uh, which involved which involved a small nap. Yeah, so I was driving here and I thought, I'm just feeling a little bit tired. So you know what? Safety. I pulled over. Well, I woke up about half an hour later and realised I was going to be very, very late for the podcast if I didn't get on get on going quick so i sped out of the uh, pub car park that i'd pulled over to have this nap in my water bottle fell off my seat onto the floor and broke so then i was driving with about a liter and a half of water going all over my car i do like the fact the nap wasn't even before you left the house it was en route to the on studios. the way well you've had a nap now so you've got no excuses for all the energy and you're going to be bringing coffee. to us over the next so 60 minutes and i won't sleep till half 12 hours. i've got a coffee as well on so. uh, and on that note i'd like to welcome back onto the podcast and actually for the first time in person because last time he joined us it was via zoom the reason why is because he he was actually isolating because he'd had about the old COVID. You're the last person to actually know who had it. It's patient zero and I'm the last one of the, the very few that have <laughs> right, it, right? Yeah, so no one else has it anymore, right? That's it. Yeah, no, I'm good. Cheers, Dan. I'm, I'm alive still. Now, Chris joined us in episode one of this series and tonight actually brings a close to series five. So we thought it would be great to get Chris back on because he spoke so well in the first episode that he did with us that we decided to, to make it a two-parter. Now, Chris and his other half, Kerry, unfortunately lost Amelia. And you can listen back to that entire episode. It's episode one of series five, which is this one. And then off the back of that, they've spent, I think it's the best part of a year and a half on to almost two years, just talking about the the legal aspects of it. Now, obviously, there's parts of it, you know, he, he can't talk about, but it was just wanted to carry on that discussion and to give an idea for people who maybe uh, unfortunately have to go through that process too, have been through it and they want someone to relate to or are looking to take those steps of what Chris has done. And I'm sure he wouldn't mind fielding any questions that anyone has to answer if they are listening and watching live tonight. And you can do that through the chat. Ryan's uh, looking at those now through the Facebook Live, aren't you, Ryan? I am, I am. So feel free to do so. But before that, we would like just to have a quick recap of what we did. I, I can't believe it's actually over a week ago. I know, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So Ryan, Matt and myself, we, we went down to London after we got invited. Uh, thank you very much to ITV to, to uh, appear on the Lorraine Kelly show for a few minutes to talk about the podcast and talk about people who need support and just to encourage that conversation, which we're here for. Um, it was an absolutely brilliant experience. And if you missed it uh, live, we're just going to have a quick look back at it now. So Ryan, are you, uh, you all set? I'm correct. I all am. right, there we go. 
Now, my next guests are putting men's grief under the spotlight in their podcast, Still Parents, which shares the experiences of men who've suffered the loss of a baby. Ryan Jackson and Matt Whitehouse, both of who lost their daughters, created the show alongside their friend, Dan Kelly. I actually think the hardest part as well, or one of the hardest parts is that you go from your normal everyday routine as being told that actually your world has just been flipped. Obviously going through the trauma and they're not sure yet, you know, what the future, you know, whether maybe there's pl plans, making plans and, and... We, once we started to try and recover ourselves after Cali, we decided pretty quickly that, you know, we wanted to, to, tr to try again. Well, that podcast is heading into its sixth season and its creators, Ryan Jackson, Matt uh, Whitehouse and Dan Kelly join us now. It's lovely to see you all, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here because this is such an important conversation that we all have to be having, but particularly men. Um, I know, sadly, Ryan, you've, you've lived through the loss and grief of losing your little girl, Lily Mae, um, still born at 37 weeks. Um, how, how did you cope at that time? And did you feel like you had to be the stronger one? Did you feel that weight on your shoulders? Yeah, I think that would be the fairest way of saying things, yeah. I, I felt that I had... Um, a responsibility to my wife, Amy, and also my, my three-year-old son, Alfie, at the time, to, to be strong for them and to, and to support them as much as possible and, and probably neglecting my own, my own grief and my own mental health at that time as well. Mm -hmm, exactly, and, and you're wanting to hold everything together for everyone else as a natural kind of role. Yeah. Um, I know and that obviously resonates with you as well, Matt, um, and you became involved in the Lily May Foundation mm. when you lost your little girl, and suddenly at least you did have a group of people that understood your grief. Um, uh, and that was really important, again, because you can feel lost you just feel lost in this, this dark moment with very few people to talk to. Unless you have been through it, it's very difficult to explain it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think that, uh, that Ryan's kind of hit it on the head a little bit, is the fact that you, you kind of enter a world that you, um, you didn't think you were going to be part of. Um, but I think that you also kind of uh, look around for any kind of support you can possibly find. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think that um, it's, it's, it, 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 at that point, you kind of just trying to figure your way through things yeah. um but but ultimately what we've kind of tried to do with the podcast and create um um a new platform for men to talk and try mm -hmm. and share their story and and and, and show people that actually it's it, it's okay to be vulnerable yeah as well, really. it's okay yeah. not to be okay and indeed if you don't feel like you can talk or you want to talk to listen yeah, to you absolutely it's probably just as important sometimes yeah absolutely i used to find that um, a lot of the men that I spoke to very much had that opinion mm. is that they found that they, they couldn't get the words out, but actually what they were able to do was process their, their thoughts, their thinking, their feelings and emotions whilst being able to listen to a podcast or music or something like that. And I think what our podcast does is it's almost like the stronger together mantra. Yeah. So it's like a men's group, like we say, that you don't want to be part of. But now we're part of it. We've got to make the most of it, and we can all support each other by, by you know, the, what we're delivering yeah. and and helping them as much as we possibly can. It was. It was creating a community, really, uh, Dan, wasn't it? And mm. and you were able to help set this podcast up, Dan. You know, your presenter, your producer. You knew how to technically put it all together, and yeah. and also give a, a different viewpoint. Luckily, you haven't had to go through any of this grief, but that was an interesting viewpoint in itself yeah, because absolutely. actually one of yeah. your episodes was called "The Elephant in the Room." That was actually the first one that we ever did, mm -hmm. and it was to talk about because, oh, you know, as, as you said, I've not thankfully I've not lost a child myself. But um, Ryan and Matt, friends of mine, I know other people who have, and I think it's important to one of the challenges that we have with the podcast is obviously getting people to listen because mm -hmm. a, if you've lost a child, why would you want to listen to something that's going to remind you yeah. of it, of the worst day ever? And if you haven't, again, it would be well, this is not aimed at me. I think it's very important, as Ryan's saying, to to talk and to listen, even if you don't. Anyone's welcome to come onto the onto the podcast. And it's like, I guess if you're in a bar or a restaurant or a pub or wherever, and sometimes you're at a table with a group of friends, you're not actively part of the conversation, but you're still listening to it. And if that can help, it's going to give you a lot of support. And obviously you can join in with the conversation and just being able to, to talk and, and, and have people who, who you can relate to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we, we talk about a lot of things. It's not just, obviously, you go through the, the, the dark times and talk about the situations that people have been through. But then, you know, we're, we're a bunch of guys, so 
we kind of get derailed a little bit and we'll use, use the stereotypical universal language of men and talk a lot about football and take the word I can't say on the TV out of each other <laughs> quite a lot. So it's just a good platform just, just to hang out, really. I think it's also the one thing that's really um, come out for me as well is I also think that it's been a way of um, uh, partners in men's lives, mm -hmm. kind of directing them, because I think sometimes... Um, it takes a lot yeah, to be able to, think, to yeah. say, I need help. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. I, you know, I need to speak, I need to be open. And I think that, I mean, we, we've seen it through the, the sort of analytics, haven't we, that the, there is actually more women that yeah. listen than men. Yeah. For a podcast aimed at guys, yeah. mm. I think it's the case of, it's like, come on, you, stick this but, on. But also, you know, <laughs> I, I read that and I, I, I thought to myself, actually, that's interesting because I think as, as the, the woman, potentially, maybe within the, the partnership, there isn't a lot of communication. And it's an interesting way for the, the woman to, to listen to potentially what their partner's going yeah, through. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. they're listening to what you've all gone through and it's like a different viewpoint. Yeah. Because we all know so much focus, and naturally so, on the woman if they've lost mm. the child, they've carried the child. Mm. We get that. But there can be that, those terribly dark moments for dads just feeling a little bit, yeah. Out in the cold, yeah, and, and you're, you're just trying to bring everyone together on well, that. I think, I think that's the thing. I think we we all we all now kind of look at it and think that there's real potential for us to grow this this podcast, and also for the foundation itself, it's 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 getting a different angle as well, isn't mm. it? Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, there's there's no question about that. Yeah. I think as well. I think what Dan's also been the sort of value that Dan's added, like you know, we were saying that he hasn't um, <clears throat> experienced the loss of a baby himself <clears throat> is that actually having Dan involved mm. as somebody who hasn't lost a baby, he's breaking the stigma as well amongst men that actually as a mate down the pub, like Dan said, or yeah. in a coffee house or wherever that may be, that there's an ability to be able to speak to your friends mm -hmm. or yeah. you know, family members and, and offer that support through the eyes of somebody who hasn't yeah. you know, and, experienced and learnings, it. There's, there's things that you, I, I was worried that I couldn't say or shouldn't say, mm. again, coming back to the elephant in the room episode. But since then, I mean, I've learned a lot just from doing it. So, you know, I'm that, I'm that person, if you, haven't, if you haven't lost a child, I'd urge you to have a listen to it, just, just to see, you know, what's on the table and the sort of support that you could offer your friends mm. or somebody, maybe you haven't got a friend who's lost a child, but you, you never know, it might unfortunately happen yeah, at some absolutely. point. So, well, yeah. it's, it's an, an incredible conversation and one that has to be had more and more, in fact. And, it, and it's reaching international levels, which <clears> I'm delighted to hear. So it's, it's going incredibly well. You've yeah. got a new season coming out now, of course, in October as right, well. Right, so there so, we go. Let's finish that there. So, the, uh, yeah, thank you very much, Ryan, for, uh, for playing that. The whole thing's up uh, through their uh, Lily May pages and on the socials. That was an amazing experience. Ryan and Matt, how did you find that looking back on it now? Because, you know, you're watching yourself get interviewed about the process that you went through. How were you feeling before? I know we, we spent the whole time together, but how did you feel on the way home when we all parted ways afterwards when it's, you know, sunk in? Because I thought you both spoke really well. I think pride. I think that was a big one for me. I think um, I've said... Lots of people have obviously asked me, of course, about how it was and how the experience went and things. And, and I said, you can take away the cameras and everything. Like, it, of course, the national, the national focus was there and it was brilliant to get it across. But I didn't care about being on television. It yeah. was about the message. Exactly. It was about I had enough passion for this subject going in to that interview beforehand anyway. Yeah. And I think it's just giving it even more fire. And I yeah. think it's just that, you know, we can really take this places now with everyone who is behind the podcast, everyone who works at the foundation, everyone's connected to yeah. it. This now is yeah. a massive step. And I think that's why I look at it pride, but I think it's like, it's the message. That's brilliant. That's and, and, and you're right. And we have seen and been, had emails, been in touch with a couple of other podcasts, which are of a similar content, which are also starting up and ones which are establishing themselves, which is great because anything which can get that message out there to make that message more mainstream and to find out that, you know, the people that you can talk to, even if you've not been through it yourself, that's, that's why it's very important. And to do it in ways that you didn't really realize you could. We're going to do a, a second part of our first ever episode at some point in the future. So we're going to have the elephant in the room part mm. two because I feel a lot more comfortable being able to talk about it now than I was that, that very first time because mm. at that point, I hadn't even met you. We were, we were in lockdown, we are on Zoom and all sorts. How about yourself, Ryan? How did you find it um, just in a similar vein to Matt? Yeah, I think pride was probably the big thing. It wasn't a, a case of that you're trying to play up to the camera or anything like that because... We all spoke the night before. We were lucky enough to go down the night before and, and we did have a good chat and there was there was definitely nerves, definitely nerves. But I think it was nerves because we wanted to make sure that we did it justice. 
didn't we? We wanted to make yeah. sure that that time that we had, we did what we're trying to do, justice. Do you know what? You're absolutely right. Because obviously we're joking on the way down. Yeah, hey, let's have a few beers when we get down there. <laughs> do you know what we did? Three lads out on a night in London. We had a pint and went home. <laughs> That's it. That's because we paid £23 for three beers. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not being funny, but you know, yeah, we can have another beer. Yeah, all right. We'll sell the house. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like... I felt exhausted, mentally exhausted. I'm not surprised for you two because it's uh, yeah. th- just talking about this, you know, you've lost a child and talking about it at any time, as I can't relate to, must be, a, you know, it's mentally taxing for you to do. And, and, you, and you guys do it a lot for the sake of other people. And, and that's why I'm great. I'm really proud of you. And, and, and I'd, we've had, been in touch and had some great messages since. Um, and not just for people saying, oh, it's great to see you on TV. Look, if you need to talk, if you need someone to listen to, that's, that's the whole point of why it got started, whether you want to listen or, or to talk, or if you want to come on at a future date for five minutes or to be in the studio with us. That's what we're here for. Chris, Chris Watson. How are you, buddy? I'm good, cheers. Yeah, um, I'm alive. I'm not very well slept, but I'm, uh, I'm yes. alive. Yes. <laughs> so since, uh, since Chris last came on to the podcast, episode one of this series, he's since gone on and had uh, Sophia, who is now, how many weeks? She's About two nine, months, is it? Yeah, nine weeks this week. Nine weeks. How quick's yeah. that gone? It's flown no, by, hasn't no, 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 it? Where's nine weeks? Because uh, you're the half Kiri was uh, about to go into cesarean just shortly after when you came on the podcast, which is why you were isolating at the time with the COVID. Correct, yes. How has those last nine weeks been? You've got a big grin <laughs> it, on your face. Yeah, I've, I say to people, I've never been so happy to be so tired. I mean, like, I, you know, you can't take it away from that point, but without her being here, it's just amazing to have her with us. How did you feel? at the birth because obviously after what you went through that you spoke about on the uh, your first appearance with us yeah sure so we lost amelia uh, april last year and basically what was supposed to be normal pregnancy uh, slightly overdue we went into labor on the the sunday and then the following day unfortunately we lost we lost amelia and there were events that led through that point that i think if you go back yeah. and listen you'll probably get in more detail but ultimately um it was just a case of you know we we didn't think we'd be in that position yeah. the next day. Nothing was leading towards that point. There was a lot of a lot of bits where we'd gone in and out of the hospital. There was concerns about yeah. raised heart rate, etc. And and eventually, basically, uh, you know, we found out that Amelia was in distress. Um, Kiri had to go into a, a C-section, and, yeah. and they couldn't find a heartbeat ultimately. So, if you'd like to listen to that episode in full, yeah, the link's in the description. But it's also just episode one. <laughs> You still work. You've got you've got your job. You've got your family. You've got everything going on. And then on top of that, over the last eighteen months, which is the reason why you're back on tonight, you were following up because of what happened. It's probably good to start, I guess, like when we left off from that point. So, yeah. like I said, we lost lost Amelia, and literally instantly we were kind of moved to a, a side room. And the hospital then, you know, the staff came over and said that there was a, there was about to be an investigation go on, which you've just lost a baby. You're all confused at that time. And, and to hear that is, is like, yeah. what's going on here? They'd offered, offered us an opportunity then to have a, an external investigation by a, a body called HSIB. HSIB are the Healthcare Safety Investigation Branch. I have to have that written down because I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they are basically impartial. They're meant to help as another part of a government organisation outside of the maternity care to look in, to give advice. Um, so that basically it doesn't happen again. So what happened to yeah. us won't be repeated. And they're there they're not to throw any blame around. So yeah. there's no blame meant to be on it. So that it's meant to be a learning for the hospital. And that itself is, is slightly difficult for a bereaved parent because sometimes you, you kind of, after everything goes on, need someone to fight your corner. Yeah. And they, they can't, and that's not their job to do so. But it is slightly difficult when you have, you know, someone go through the whole process and then not be able to kind of give a, an unbiased view about what's gone on. Can I just jump in there? Yeah, sure, so please do. Knowing that when they turn around and say there are failures in the care that you've received, Where'd you go from there? What, especially when Kiri would have been, well, you're both obviously in emotional trauma. You're both being told something different. You're being pulled aside and you're being given all this information. Where on earth do you go and who do you turn to? What do you do? I said to the hospital, you know, I didn't realise what had gone on until we were told there was something not there. 
And we'd actually, we'd gone to uh, and spoken to the Lee May Foundation. So, so you guys, we'd, we'd got in touch with and we were kind of really confused about like, yeah. what does this look like? Where do we go? Has anyone else gone through this before? Because you've got to learn some, unless you work in it, you've got to learn something completely new, haven't you? On top of going through something unimaginable. So and, and that's the thing. So like you've, you've, the, I can't even imagine how it feels because I, like we've said so many times, you enter into this new world when you've lost a child and then you've got, everything else on top haven't you so like it's it's like it's like the stuff you're at this level and then you've got it's, it's almost like being buried isn't it in a way you know you're getting layers put on top of you all the time and to be buried in the first place as you as you guys know is overwhelming yeah yeah and then to realize there was more to your care than you first thought like you said where do you go and that's why we turned to the charity because we didn't know i think at this point even when we'd spoken to i think it was amy whether you guys dealt with anything like that or helped with that part yeah what do you, yeah what do you advise people now who might be listening to you going okay so you can help them to to maybe accelerate the things that you've learned over this process which i'm hoping they can tonight but that initial you know way of getting it, getting it started yeah i think that speak to the charities you've worked with in yeah. our case they may um, the Safer Birth campaign, they've got a list of what to do if you know there's been problems, n- medical negligence. I think with the Ockenden report, a lot more information has come out. But primarily in our case, you know, the Lily May Foundation is a great resource to, to reach out to, to kind of signpost you to the next. We have to remain impartial as of well. Course, because, yeah. you know, the, yeah. and, that, and that must be hard with the emotional attachment to it. Absolutely, because obviously we hear, we hear the very worst. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we don't hear both sides. We hear the very worst. And it's difficult to obviously not become attached to it because you yeah. see how, well, you see the trauma that the, the parents are going through and, and you, your immediate reaction as a bereaved parent, which is what I am, is to side with that. So how, that how can person. you remain objective then? Is that just something that comes with it's the just something that comes with yeah. the re- yeah absolutely with the repetition of doing it, and it's a, it's a skill that had to be learnt very very quickly. How's that with you, Matt? Because you obviously you work with the Lily May Foundation now. It's fascinating because I'm I'm now learning. I'm learning so much already now just doing this. Cause I'm learning what you've done, how you're going through your process now, listening to to Ryan who. You know, ultimately now he's, he's, he's my boss. He's the person I, I I have to answer to, and he. Yes, I am. <laughs> I knew. Listen, go I on, knew, say it again. As soon as I said it, I knew what was going to happen. But it, it is the truth. Have you had your uh, Have you had your one month report yet? I did it. I've been here a month. Yeah, I went in three weeks. I went on a holiday. Well, <laughs> we did the wolf run yesterday. And we'll mention this at the end. But um, Matt wasn't there. But Amy Ryan's wife was uh, saying, "Well, Matt's had an easy first few weeks because his first day was the same week that me and Ryan went away on holiday. So he's been paid for doing absolutely nothing." Jeff will always say that as well. That I do nothing. So you know, I think yeah. as well. Ultimately, we are a sounding board for people. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. and we're not. We, you know, with a with a get out that they're able to, yeah. you know, be able to talk about how they're feeling about you know the processes that they want to to go with. And like I say, it's completely impartial. So for us, it's just their opportunity to be able to get out the anxieties, the emotions, yeah. and everything that they probably have at that time. Bearing in mind what Chris has said so far, does it stir up any memories, uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, Matt, with you and Callie and, and Ryan with you and, and Lily May about the, the way you lost your children? And was there, was there ever, ever a time when you thought about maybe taking action or doing something further? And how did you feel about that then it, and now? It's interesting because I've spoken to, yeah. we've had a chat, the last, in fact, the last war. Oh, you and, you and Chris? I, yeah, when I was. Oh, okay. War so and, could you and, guys have that conversation again, but without the deep breathing? <laughs> I asked Chris, yeah, because I, look, me and Crystal have, have had, standard investigation into what happened with Callie. It is what it is with Callie, unfortunately, what happened. They told us the reasons. Certain things still don't, I've spoke about this before, still don't sit that well with me, with Callie, because of all the way through, if they said they could build a pregnancy, this would be it. And and You've said that, yeah. To go from, from her being so strong to then passing away in the space of 27 minutes, it's quite a difficult one to kind of get your head around so i i do think possibly but look i i can't you can't again you have to be so careful because you can't then say anymore because you know ultimately it makes me feel really angry you know it really does because i i i genuinely like i said something in my gut doesn't feel quite right but that's the way you are now that's it is what it is and 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 i've turned it into a positive by trying to continue kind of legacy in the way that i've been doing things and that's what i'm going to do now so it's but yeah it is very difficult because you i go back to it already anyway i've been to it back to it many times before and the fact that you know ultimately all of this wasn't callie's fault 
and it was unfair on on her. And that's how I. That's the one thing I always go back to. Like I've said many times, anyway. It is difficult to. What you know. would you do if they? I mean, with the 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 Ockenden report, etc., brought back a lot of old cases. They've been dragged up. What if you had the opportunity to go back and say, and have your say and talk about this? Like, would you? Would you feel like you've you've kind of hundred percent, hundred percent? I think it's more around possible policy change. It's very interesting in a case like this with you. And you'll probably get possibly get people from the outside looking in to certain cases like this. And you'll get certain people who will probably say, well, you're just looking for a payout. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, look, I, this is what I'm saying. If people who possibly haven't lost children might think that, but it's not that. For me, if if I had the chance to go back and talk about stuff about Cali, it's, it's a policy change. If there's policies that can change things that would help parents not go through what we've been through, that's, that's, all, I, that's all I want because I, I, I don't want anyone else to feel like we have. Yeah, you know, I totally feel that. That's exactly how we were. The the, and you'll hear about some of these bits, but the legal part of it, which is the 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 kind of quote unquote money part, means nothing. No, no, like no, it, no, it means yeah. nothing. And the 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 sad thing is, and Kiri and I both both worked in education, and and so is Ryan, and we know that in the public sector, unfortunately, being targeted with that money fine, etc., talks because the people above that sit up here only listen when it hits the pocket. Yeah, of course, and. The last thing yes. you want to do, well, the last thing you want to do is, you know, I've got family that work in the NHS is to, to kind of get to the NHS and feel like you are part of taking money away from whatever that looks like, even if it's 10 pence to, you know, whatever that top line is at all. It's just to think that sometimes you, not only you have you lost someone, that you are then going to, to try and find some kind of way to, to stop this happening to other people but the only way to do it is to go down this path so many emotions aren't so, you? it's a lot of mental crazy. plates that you're spinning at the same time yeah. on top of everything that you're already going through that you shouldn't even be going through Yeah, and they just stack on top of each other we yeah. didn't actually realise like I said there was anything wrong until I think it was seven weeks later the head midwife yeah. actually came to us and said and admitted they were actually failing so, so how did you feel at that said, point we had a lot of questions around what had happened I think when you lose a child anyway you like you've just said is the questions that come with that I think no matter whether it's a uh, a medical problem or there's a hospital involved you're always questioning how that looks what's what's going on what's happened and you want to find answers and sometimes you can't find answers yeah. uh, and in our case we know there was something at fault which we didn't know before but it sat really uneasily if that makes sense like we we kind of I you think, just know isn't it yeah was it in the last episode we mentioned this yeah yeah and you know you said that that gut feeling yeah that's where it, yeah. There was a couple of points, and I think people, when I tell the story about what happened to Amelia, kind of look at us in a certain way, and, I, and they go as if they're like, sh you know, that shocked look. Yeah. When there's points where I think, particularly when we were went into hospital first time round, and when we we didn't get quite quick enough to the hospital the second yeah. time with the, the ambulance part, I think people know, right? You kind of know without knowing yeah. that something's not right. But had they not come forward at their internal investigation, yeah. I don't think we would have necessarily known. Particularly, I think we felt that inkling, and that's why we got in touch with the Limit Made that's Foundation. What it's, it's like what pushed it further. Yeah, there's going to be people out there, like I said to you now, yeah. we're going to sit back there, and if it might have happened ten years ago, and going, well, that didn't feel right, and what Matt's just said, yeah. and what Chris is saying, and with everything else that's out there at the moment in the mainstream media. Did that happen to me or, or or not? And yeah, I think from that point on, it kind of led us down that path that we can't let this go because we don't want to happen to someone else. And that's where those policy and procedures needed to, to change. Plus your own closure as well. Yeah, exactly. It is it's true. And we're still, we're still even now fighting for closure where there's things that aren't, um, you know, they're, they're not clear. They're still not clear. And I mean, you know, I've got the failings in our care, you know, in terms of, we've been told now what they were um but there's still not there's still a couple of unanswered questions where we're having to jump through the hoops so for example we've asked for an inquest um which, how long ago so we asked for the inquest originally i think it was about probably about eight nine months ago so not that long after we'd gone mm. through the hship they told us to wait because they were waiting for the results of the investigation okay and not every case gets an inquest so the, the problem is even if we'd asked we may not have gone for it and, and so do they have like a board that decide which one is is being how does that work yeah it, it literally is the case okay. that they choose the coroner chooses whether they feel there's something that is um Worth, unknown yeah. or they they can't get to the bottom of it so they need to investigate further okay. and that's the whole point of an inquest is to find out if they can't get to the bottom of what happened right. and really identify those problems and, and kind of get stuck in 
How are you feeling at this point during, during all of this? At what point did you, did you ever have a time when you sit down uh, with Kiri and you go, we, we want to carry on, but do you feel like you still had the energy too? Was there ever those moments where you questioned if you're just going to carry on pursuing things? Well, we, while we were doing this, we were still getting support from, from Ryan and Amy. I think the problem is you're still working through this whole thing. And for me, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't deal with this. So, I mean, a lot, yeah. a lot of this stuff here, Kiri ran with... And I was just the person here that was behind it, doing the little bits okay. of picking up wherever I could add to things. Whilst you're still supporting each other through the yeah, loss of a exactly. child. Yeah, because I think we both dealt with things as well in different ways. She saw this, wanted some answers, wanted to get to the bottom of it, yeah. needed some clarity. I needed to digest what was happening with the media. So she was ready beforehand. to go before you were. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and that might be the case within any kind Which, of relationship. Well, know. yeah, I think that's why it's important to discuss it yeah. because then obviously like, we, you know, that old classic word in relationships, you know, it's the word, well, it's a compromise, compromise, isn't it? Yeah. Is that the one which means neither of you's happy? That, that's <laughs> good, well, obviously I jest, but you, you know what I mean? So it's an important thing. So you've got to make sure you, your relationship is staying strong through through this yeah. and while you're having these challenging chats. So yeah, yeah, so fair play that you managed to carry on and, and get through that. And each one of these stages, you know, like I said, the, the internal investigation, the HM investigation, we reported things to PALS, which is the, the service that you can kind of send into the hospital if you've got any any complaints or anything like that, yeah, okay. procedure, the inquest, everything else. We're having to tell people what happened. So imagine telling <laughs> you're going through your worst nightmare yeah. every single time reliving and it. reliving it. Yeah, It's a recurring nightmare. Yeah. It is. But an actual one when you're awake. And, and you feel yeah. it every time. You know, I think we've all been there. And I got to the point where I could, I could retell this story without the same emotion because it just felt like I was rope going through each point because it was the only way you can deal with it is to kind of switch off and tell it's people. autopilot. Yeah, you, you like you're an yeah. autopilot because it's kind of got to the yeah. point where you're like, how can I retell this every time and, and break down or, or feel like... It's I'm that um, subliminal part of your brain. It's just, it's been through it, isn't it? You've just gone through it. it gets... Oh, it's your mic. Sorry. Have a bash your microphone there. Sorry, that's not no, you. No, sorry for yeah. jumping in. You were knocking these buttons. Right. Oh, there we go. <laughs> sorry. I was leaning on this desk. Technical difficulties. You don't get through a show, do you, without a technical... Uh, no, uh, never. <laughs> that's what makes it so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face. That's what it is. You know? <laughs> sorry, quick side note, yeah. Chris, because we're building the studio at the minute. Ryan, you got your notebook. On the next one, we need to move this back a little bit further. Yeah, so, so you I don't can keep lean. doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. For anyone else who's watching on the screen at the minute, can we also get chairs, which doesn't make Matt look like a massive giant who's sitting on a tiny toadstool? <laughs> yeah, but talking about that, the picture of us three on Lorraine with Lorraine, I, it was Lana the Giants, wasn't it? It was like being stood next to a giraffe. Serious. Can Everyone we... looked at me and they were like, are you that tall? I'm like... I, Look, yeah, going back right. to the own briefly, the one thing Matt didn't mention because he was—he's the tallest person, and they, he had cramp during it during the seven minutes because they put him with the longest legs right in front of the chair legs. Uh, sorry, the coffee table in the middle. So if you watch it back, you can see him. And then his foot starts tapping when he's trying to get the blood back in it. <laughs> Dan and Ryan are just chilling on the side of their legs. I had loads like, of room. Yeah. Like, I was in like a four-man tent. Like, <laughs> and then I, and then I had stick from some of my friends about. The freshness of my trainers, apparently. They were like, if you need any help with your star next time, I'm like, come on, I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> hey, I'm like, yeah. hey as, you, as, you, as, you, as you know as a guy, you wouldn't know they were your friends if they didn't take the piss. Well, yeah, exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Chris, how are you finding it? I know it's very serious tonight and there's a lot to go through. And as you said yourself, there's, um, there's, you know, you're saying the same thing to a lot of people a lot of times. So we appreciate you doing it again to hopefully a lot of people and, and, and once more on the podcast. How are you feeling about things? Because I know there's a lot there's a lot going on and yeah, a, yeah. a lot you've got to remember. So A lot, that's, yeah, as you can see, I've probably got notes down here. <laughs> well, that, that's fine. Just listen, chill, take your time. Anything that you... Uh, I mean, Ryan's already thinking probably of a part three, I reckon, at one point. <laughs> yeah, You're, you guys know how long I talk We'll for have a whole work. series. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a spin-off every time yeah. I come on. <laughs> on the edited version of the podcast now, you may or may not be hearing a small advert called Chris, just his series, only him all the time. <laughs> Six episodes, just Chris, we'll do that. <laughs> but yeah, how, how are you feeling just hearing yourself say all of this back? Yeah, it's... It's tough. I mean, we're like, we're 17 months on yeah. and we still haven't got a resolution for this stuff. And that can't be a nice emotion to juggle. I don't want to imagine how it feels, but also I would like you to try and explain it. I think the best way I can describe it is reliving that kind of, reliving every time that nightmare over and over again when you have to go through this. So it's not even just telling someone, it's going yeah. through that process. 
I feel like you know how you watch those Netflix documentaries where someone's been, you know, imprisoned falsely. Yeah. I know that sounds really weird, but mm. I feel like battling out every time against something that's kicking back to us, and we're having to be the one that goes and fights our own corner is, every time. Is there, is, there, is there something at least once a week that you're having to deal with this as well? Like, because I, 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 I don't know whether it's one of those things that you know it may it may be that you have a few weeks where you don't hear anything, and then some, but. If there's something at least one thing a week, and that I suppose that's quite tough as well, because it's always there's always something to kind of deal with, I guess. Yeah, right? I mean it comes up, but I mean it's not it's not every week. I say it's 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 frequently, like mm. at least a couple of times a month, and you, you're doing it's something. Still a lot, and it, and between the two yeah. of us, we've kind of you know, like I say, Kiri's good, and we'll run with that. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's really tough. I would say to people, you know it's still worth it to find a, a resolve ultimately to try and get some kind of clarity on what's happened um, i mean the very part of it you know talk about fighting our corner when we knew there was a problem and there were failings in our care the first thing that i did rather than you know opposite to Kiri's, i got on and i got all the evidence off i got a, yeah uh, so we've got a wise door, move wise we've got move. a doorbell i won't mention the branding uh but... <laughs> is it the one we see on tv all the time at the minute and with a really bad accent you know the one <laughs> no. with the next door neighbors <laughs> like you've never had that conversation you know the one <laughs> <laughs> sorry don't start me off you can it. say it anyway yeah no Chris. no sorry we, we, yeah no i'm um but but i went through the logs of the doorbell so imagine from the night you know you've heard the events now from the night where kiri started to basically go into labor i'm watching these events roll backwards yeah. us going out in the car with our bags the midwives come back in having to take notes of times of what they did when they left because I knew it'd be important. And that's when, really good. You you did that while you were going through all of that at the same time. Well done. That's brilliant. But I, were, I mean, myself and Chris were talking obviously before we came on air and not everybody would do that. My head wouldn't be anywhere near that logical. Yeah, in that yeah. No, absolutely. But, yeah. and, and also I, I want to make this sound as, as, as sort of, you know, professional as possible is that, Chris is educated. He's from an educational background where you would do something like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are people that, you know, wouldn't be educated to do something like that yeah. because it wouldn't come to yeah. their mind to do nah, something like right. that. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, so, yeah. so that's only going to work in in their benefit yeah. Yeah. ultimately, isn't it? And it's, you know, well, fair play to you for doing yeah. that. Well, we were yeah. looking. I'm glad we did because yeah, yeah. in our absolutely. investigation, so our HM investigation, when they actually logged, because they have to take both sides into consideration, they're impartial. They did the interviews with the hospital and one of the things that they couldn't pin down were timings and they'd had all sorts of really random timings. And when the head midwife came out to us, she said, we, we've got a, like a gap of three hours. We can't work out what went on. And that was a crucial time. And the good thing is I had everything documented. And when they came to us and, I, and they said, well, this is what they said. It was almost like, uh, you know, and this is the bias that comes out. But HIP said this, it was like, what they say is correct in terms of the hospital and is because they are there it's correct and we're not right. and i'm like but we've got video evidence and the ambulance service corroborated with us the timings that they needed i was like so we're accurate it's an interesting thought would you encourage i'd never thought about this just anyone listening at the minute or you know in the, in the future who's going through a pregnancy to actually just log down everything because I've, I've had two children never once crossed my mind with e you know with either of them that's a really good question, isn't it? I mean, what point do you become, uh, you know, obsessed and about yeah, exactly, it? Yeah, exactly. So where do you think you should probably do it? And I think, you know, that point, it doesn't, you can still have problems in your care and still have a, a child that comes out successfully and he's, and he's, and he's healthy, right? It yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that because the child hasn't come out. I mean, you know, there's a lot of other problems that come out that aren't then documented till they're uh, further down the line. You know, they've got medical problems and how do you go back then to solve that and it's yeah. it's a really fine line isn't it between the point of where you become obsessed with something or you think it's worth collecting that information just in case but you also don't want to miss the, the beautiful moment do you because no, absolutely yeah. yeah and but also i think and I, I don't think i've ever said this to you chris um and i don't think i've ever said it to kiri as well is that the dignity that you've shown going through it you know the way you've been dignified doing it and the way you've pushed and pushed and pushed and almost been like a dog with a bone base you know not giving up you we we talked earlier about the the financial side of things and uh, we can part the financial stuff because that's irrelevant ultimately this is justice mm. this is what you want it's justice because no result is going to bring her back but like we've always said is that actually if it gets things changed it stops other people from going through it. Yeah. 
the way it has been handled by these guys, in my opinion, yeah. and I'm stepping away now from the charity, this is in my yeah. own opinion, is um, is quite extraordinary because I don't think I yeah. could do it. I have to say kudos to the HSIB team. They did a, a thorough investigation and they gave some requirements, quite a lot of requirements to the hospital. And that gave us a bit of, you know, uh, it, it validated our feelings and the way we'd kind of, because also you've got to think while you're going through this. And like I said, you don't know if you're, right in doing this if you if you you know That's are validated yeah. in going yeah. after this concern how do you know if this is a problem yeah. Yeah, you know you do doubt yourself you yeah. sit there sometimes you go oh maybe of course it, wasn't. it wouldn't be natural if you don't yeah i, I would imagine when you get that from hsip where you know they do put requirements across at the hospital on things that need to be changed and stuff i suppose if you liken it to a sport to a sport it's almost like you've just gone a goal up Mm. haven't you in, in, yeah. a, in that game of football there's still a long it's, way it's to true. go but it's you've true. got a goal up yeah. and you've got yeah. so you're 1-0 up now and it's almost like yeah okay so we're, we're still moving it's forward with this and we're in a we're in a strong position at the moment but the, the problem is this is only for people that have had babies over 37 weeks this mm. is not for everyone when you look at what goes to what they call the NHS resolutions I think it's called okay. um, that if you think 2019 2020 that the total cost was, I think it was 200 odd million pounds or even more that they paid out. Almost half of that were to maternity problems. Almost half of that. So if you think about the legal battles that have gone on, wow. this is not a problem that's small. This is something that's big. But you don't hear about that a lot, really. And so that's, that's something else again. But why would you? Because yeah. it's baby loss. Yeah, you're I right. This is the stigma <laughs> as well, isn't it? Yeah. You know? yeah, well, you just nailed it. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, and that's why that's why these conversations are so important because that means hopefully you can push the agenda. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is it because just that fear of the conversation again though? Does it come back to that? Is that part of it, or is, it's obviously it's not all of it? But um, why, why is it? Why is it not? Well, your guess is as good yeah, as mine, you know. True. Because ultimately, if there was an answer, it'd be done. Yeah, and and this yeah. is why you know we have things like Baby Loss Awareness Week, which is which is brilliant. We what, don't. Yeah. Why well, do we need a week? Exactly. And, and as I said yeah. to you two in the hotel before Lorraine last week, again from that angle of not having lost a child, until I met you, I didn't know no. when that week was. If it was a week or a month, I knew there was something. Yeah. And obviously, I know it now because I'm more immersed in that world through you guys. Let's be honest: the people who know about baby loss awareness people week, sorry, are people that have lost babies. Yeah, but yeah. that's not to say that people who haven't should know about it because to encourage that conversation, yeah, isn't absolutely, it? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's not just a week, that, it should be. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's elements of this whole situation which will forever be circular and it will just keep going back, but you can only just build those foundations to make it more accessible, stronger. You're not going to change everything, but there are steps. And most importantly, you know, yourself, that's what we're here for, just to, to try and get, you know, you guys talking and us guys talking. As Ryan did a minute ago, turning it into a football analogy, which I loved. Because I've had this chat before. There's not one conversation you can have which you can't turn into an analogy about football if you like, if you like the game. Absolutely. So for, Ryan's got some homework. So from every episode now, <laughs> he's got to do it at least once. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm wary of time. We're nearly an hour. I don't even need to look at the clock now to know that. I just know by the sheen on everyone's heads. <laughs> Chris, yeah. is that yeah. a hot? He's, I his his, his hair's gone to curly. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like a barrister. <laughs> 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 But yeah, this is the I said to the guys before we went live tonight, this is the lightest I've ever I've ever dressed. The shorts, which hopefully you can't see on the camera anyway. The last time I wore these was in Malta last summer. I've never worn them in England before. So yeah, I'm like, I'm not I'm not burning up again in here. Yeah. But has it helped? Has it knackers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. Where are you up to with things now and how are you feeling about it? And what is the next step for you and Kerry? So we are now at the point where we're now at the point where we've got the the legal battle basically ongoing. Yeah. So they were waiting for this investigation to kind of come through. Okay. Um, that actually forms part of the legal side of things. So okay. they will, they will use that as a as part of the backing. When when does this start? So we've already got the ball rolling. Okay. It happened quite early on, and I don't know when the end goal looks yeah. like. I'll be honest. Um, we're still looking for a date for the inquest, for example. That's still ongoing, so we don't know when that's coming. So I mean. You could ask me again in a year's time and we might still be here with yeah. the same question. I yeah. could be here in two years. I think yeah. it's tough when you've kind of, you know, tried to move on in terms of with the uh, same move on. Now, Amelia's... I know what you mean. Amelia will always yeah. be here. Yeah. 
but trying to move on between that whole yeah. keep reliving that specific part and, and try and change that and yeah. you know it, it does feel like that ultimately that, that that's the way it kind of you, is you know what it's weird you say that because I've noticed when anyone says that phrase move on they almost feel guilty for saying it it's like oh I can't, that means I'm not forgetting we almost need to come up with a new way to reference it yeah. because because you shouldn't because you are it's a different whether it's and I almost jumped in whether it's in a different chapter but it doesn't mean the old chapters should be forgot about yeah. So yeah, I don't feel bad about saying it's, that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange though, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I know you what you mean. That way, you kind of you, you, weird, you just check yourself before you know you go to the to say. Just, I think that just shows you're a good person because a lot of people who are idiots, they probably wouldn't have that feeling if they they just, they just say stuff like that without thinking, don't they? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I I would love you to come back on again. I think we we need to keep the the what, story for part going. Three, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, uh, how, when, how much are we getting billed for when, this one? Uh, Where's the trilogy coming through? <laughs> just whenever this is, we'd like to find out how things, obviously, and this is, if you want to, and if you want to talk about it again, when you when you do have more to, moving on or closure nature to it or just to find anything that you want to, or even if you want to come on and talk about something completely different. Can I just mm. ask, um, because I think it's important that we ask Chris this because we, we have asked other uh, guests that we've had on here yeah. recently. Okay. Um, what his sort of key takeaway and advice would be for somebody who potentially feels that there may be something that they want to look at yeah. and, and what you would say to them. It's really good to ask the takeaway here because I think that, you know, if I was to look back at this and someone said to me, what would you do? I said, you know, if, if you've lost a baby during this point, always look back at your care because I think without looking back at our care and someone actually telling us there was a problem, you know, I think like we've said, Matt, today, you know, you could feel there was something there, but until someone tells you exactly it's there, it's really hard to know. Yeah. So I think looking back and really kind of scrutinizing if things don't feel right, I think I've said this before in the, the, the last yeah, yeah, uh, episode was yeah. if it doesn't feel right, probably isn't right. And yeah. trust you, trust your gut. Um, and I wish I'd done that again now to go and trust my gut. So definitely if you don't think things are right, go and double check it, you know, reach out to people like Lily May. Um, you know, there is information on the, the Safe Burst campaign stuff. There's, there's stuff out there and it's only getting more, it's, it's going higher up in the rankings in terms of being visible at the moment. So it, more of this will come out yeah. and I think you need yeah. to be aware that it does happen. And I think the last thing I'll say to people is always, well, get things like your notes, you know, make sure you request everything, check through everything. We didn't request our notes till further on. And there were discrepancies in our notes that we found. That entry point then didn't sit right and still doesn't sit right yeah. and is part of our reasons we're forming this this inquest. Okay. To get a deeper understanding of why that was and how that sits in. Because um, Yeah, you need answers for that. You need answers. I think if I was asked <laughs> yeah. to ask you, what did you eat at, you know, eleven fifteen this morning? You probably got no chance of, of guessing what you or you, where do you walk or what do you do? Or... Sorry, I knew the answer to that, but it's not important. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating the end of last night's Turkish grill takeaway after we'd done the wolf run <laughs> for three people. <laughs> Smashed it. You sent me a photo of that as well. Didn't yeah, you? yeah, because I was on a diet. He was so, oh God, he was so pleased with himself. Look at this Turkish kebab house mess that sat in front of me. Yeah, it's banging. Do you want to see, Matt? Okay. <laughs> I, I want to hear more about your injury. Hang on a second, because I just want to yeah, quickly we'll, ask. We will, I just we want to ask. That. <laughs> I just want to ask Chris one more thing because Matt's been like, waiting an hour for that. <laughs> that discrepancy, obviously, is going to come up yeah. within the inquest and and what have you. How did that make you feel? Yeah, there were two of them, and th have to be careful on this one because there is a, there is a thread of emails that that, yeah. that contradicts yeah. this on the side of the hospital. But from yeah, just from your emotive viewpoint, from our point of view, um, it's been. It's been pretty much torment because I mean you go back in and you think about that's changed and, and why is it changed and could this been different and what, why has somebody gone and done yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Is, is it duplicitous in terms of was there was you know well, yeah is, is, the, it, is it what's the motive yeah yeah um, it's and such a huge red flag that yeah, isn't it yeah. the biggest of them all yeah it's and it's tough to swallow because you don't know what's running through someone else's mind and we know mistakes are made but at the same time is you kind of have to throw your hands up to these things and uh, and it felt like this was kind of buried in our notes um so was yeah. do you feel as if it was trying to obviously i don't you can't say too much but yeah it just that's what rose a lot of suspicion yeah, yeah. i mean okay. you know right. uh, if someone had said there's something wrong and you know i think going back in after a child's died and putting in measures of heart rates that actually would affect what would have happened you know, we know things yeah. at the time, and it was a big point of failing that that Aisha brought up. You know, in terms of the and a, and a point where the, the hospital realised that there was failings, so they actually admitted that was one of the key areas where they said that could have changed things. You know, you have to ask, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming on, and uh, yeah, love to the family, love to to new arrival, nine weeks old now, Sophia, isn't it? Yeah. Cheers, Chris, buddy. Thank you, mate. 
We're going to finish up just briefly talking about just for a couple of minutes. I missed you yesterday. To yeah, be fair. yeah, I know. Yeah, I did actually I, I, miss I, you. I, I did go for a run in the afternoon. I thought about you like once I'd done it. I was like, so yeah. if you don't know what the wolf, the wolf run is, it's uh, something that Ryan with the Lily May Foundation have gets uh, a lot of us involved with. It's um, three or well, it's only three times a year, a year now. It used to be four. It's one of those obstacles. It's like tough mud if you heard of that. But if you're not in the UK, it's one of those. You know, it's like a 10k run under obstacles, through tires, over ropes, sw- swimming through mud. Well, mud. It's the mud piss and shit run. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and cold. Was it? Was this and the if swim- anyone from Wolf Run is listening, was, I say that with the biggest yeah. amount of love. Was this but the swimming one? Was it the one where you jumped? Oh, yeah, I yeah. tell you something. I wish we had a recording of him coming out of one of those bogs. <laughs> it was me. literally. I was back to. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, did you jump off the bridge. We um, yeah, yeah, we yeah. done. It was Jumped that. It was that course. So yeah. we done it. It was yesterday anyway, and it was the ten, it was the ten k. There was six of us yesterday. Uh, Ryan, Amy, myself, and uh, Haley, and uh, Sarah, and Matt. Matt. Not, not, Matt not Matt here. Not the Matt. This Matt didn't moan as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't biting at that. I ain't going to say anything. I ain't going to say anything. Because you don't know what happened yet, do you? That's why I, I, did, I did promise Matt to tell him live on the podcast. <laughs> you, did. you did. Because when I opened the door to the studio, I did that Matt was like, why are you limping? Is that from yesterday? And I could see the glint in your eye because he's like, I've got him. Right, I, um... The amount of times I've had the piss taken out of my scab. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, just to start this off, this is the second time this year that I've ended up at a weekend going to Warwick Hospital with a member of the Jackson family. First time, obviously, if you remember at the start of this series, uh, when myself and Matt had to take Ryan to the Warwick Hospital after he nearly chopped his finger off in this here very studio. Yeah. And yesterday we went because Amy thought she'd broken her arm 400 metres from the end on the last Genuine. on the Genuine. second to last obstacle. Yeah. yeah. She heard a crack and they spent about four hours in, in A&E. Ryan thought she was putting it on so he couldn't watch Villa. <laughs> Did she fall over on it then? No, she fell off uh, off the logs, the log wall. You know, oh, yeah. she got her arm yeah, stuck. Yeah, the one with the little tiny holes you can put your oh. finger in your... It feels dodgy to do it because it was a bit wet. Yeah, yeah. So She put her arm through it and then slipped. Oh. I'm just waiting for the message to come through on WhatsApp here from Amy. <laughs> but no, in all fairness... She's there. In all fairness, but she's... she uh, took it well. She was At first, I thought she was taking the mick out of me because I was limping by then by putting it on because... I've never, if, if she has broken her arm, she gets results tomorrow, right? It's the first person whose arm I've ever known who's got broken whilst laughing about it. <laughs> she's amazing. Because <laughs> she was. She was laughing. Oh, here we go. Oh, she's... Oh, I can't pronounce what she just put. <laughs> okay, what's it? Yeah, I used to play this on the radio. What's it rhyme with? Duck. All right. <laughs> anyway, good to hear you're alive. Amy. Good on you. <laughs> so, yeah. As for me, I hurt my knee. Um, and it was quite early on, wasn't it? I started moaning to write it about was. it. Yeah, yeah. How? Yeah. I don't know. How? I actually don't know. I think it might have been on the t- literally after the first 10 metres when we had to bounce over all the tyres. Same to Ryan, because we are having a little jog, we were having a little chat about it. We kept getting the rip taken out of us because we were geeky about the studio. We were like, oh, what, what USBs were going <laughs> yeah, well, like, So everyone left us alone. Me yeah. and Ryan were at like the front of like the one of these obstacles called, sorry for my language, the mud f***er. Yeah. Right? And me and Ryan go, shall we get USB-C, Obdi? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's just replied again. Yeah, it hurt a lot, but at least I didn't moan as much as Matt. <laughs> I wasn't even there. <laughs> oh yeah, we missed you. I, I completed it at the end because I knew I just I, I couldn't not finish it and then face you today after Absolutely. all the stick I've given you. Yeah. So I completed it, but boy, did I pay for it last night. After I got off the train and I left right, Ryan dropped me off the train station. I went back to Birmingham. I think the Uber driver nearly turned nearly drove off because he thought I was either drunk or on something, and I had to slide into the car. <laughs> From from outside Caspian Pizza near Holloway Head, so it looked like his his coffee cup asking for twenty p. There's a lot. There's a few. There's there's a few dodgy characters around there, and now I come. Bearing in mind, oh, I also had the number two four two seven written on my head, (laughs) and I was on my own, so I looked like I'd escaped. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm surprised you. You looked like you'd escaped from the asylum. It's a good job it wasn't Uber, because otherwise that taxi driver's not picking you up. No, exactly. Just imagine what Amy looked like in A and (laughs) E. She had her number on her cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> whilst holding her arm in the air yeah. covered in shitty mud oh, yeah <laughs> lovely so so that was our day yesterday so it was an event for one then well that's it anyway we can talk about this once we finish the show see you later everyone thank you very much we'll be back for our next series which will not be I'm saying it Ryan I'm saying it it will not be series 6 we're just going to number them as you can probably tell if you listen to the last few we forgot what number we're up to and it's just easier to say a number than episode 4 series 6 67 78 19 it just sounds like I'm doing the lottery so we're just going to change it that's his prison number yeah there you go <laughs> yeah that was my number for yesterday <laughs> um, thank you very much take care everybody we will see you very soon sayonara cheers mate bye bye thank you